Hello, hello, Sam here. And I have a few questions for you. One, are you an amazing human who happens to live in Denver, Colorado? Two, are you an anti-diet professional, an eating disorder professional, a dietitian, a nutrition student, an RD to be? If so, I am hosting an event on Sunday, October 8th at One Shot Back in Denver. Come grab a cocktail, a mocktail, and connect with me. This is a super casual anti-diet Sunday fun day. Some of you, if you're in the nutrition field, know that Fancy and the Wind Symposium are going to be in Denver that weekend. And I'm going to be out there with the Fine Food Freedom team. And I thought, why not throw a little swag? if you will. You do not have to be a nutrition professional to come to this event. If you're someone who listens to the pod and you're like, oh yeah, I want to come hang out. Amazing. We will definitely FaceTime Jenna because she's going to be out on maternity leave then. But come hang out, come connect with other like like-minded humans who believe in making peace with food and body and diversity. It's going to be fun. There's a ton of games there. There's even a golf simulator. Like we're going to be swinging clubs. So please, 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 if you are interested, go to bit.ly forward slash anti-diet Denver. Again, that's bit.ly. That's B-I- T dot L Y forward slash anti diet Denver bit dot Lee forward slash anti diet Denver to grab a ticket. Your ticket gets you a free cocktail mocktail access to all the games. We're going to get a food truck. It's going to be so fun. And all of the proceeds will benefit an eating disorder support group. So it really doesn't get better than this. And I can't wait to meet you in real life. What the Actual Fork podcast is co-hosted by two intuitive eating registered dietitians, yours truly, Sammy Previtt, owner of Fine Food Freedom, and Jenna Warner, owner of Happy Strong Healthy. We can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real. Our mission is for all humans to believe that they are made for so much more than chasing a smaller body. We are also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again. Although we are medical professionals, we are human beings too. We are not afraid to share our deepest, darkest secrets and how many years of our lives were taken by diet culture. We started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So get comfy and join us for a casual combo where you can expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow. We are so grateful that you're here. So if you enjoy this podcast and want to connect further, we invite you to follow along on Instagram at what the actual fork pod and subscribe, rate and review our podcast so we can continue to share this message with more and more people. Now let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of what the actual fork podcast. Jenna, how are you? You know, I wish actually in this moment that I did get up and go pee, but besides that, I'm okay. <laughs> For our listeners, I just went we pee. We took a pee break. <laughs> and Jenna did not. And now with her pregnant, her little boy sitting on her bladder. Like, I asked them today at my doctor's appointment if they could tell me how big he was. And they're like, no, we'll do that at the next one. I'm like, come on. Like, I just want to know what's going just on here. Tell me. <laughs> I can't believe you're going to have another child same and it's because i see you all the time but i see you from like here like chest up so like i never it's wild like you i think i posted it on a few of your tiktoks or like instagrams i'm like oh my god you're bumped like because i just never see (laughs) it i genuinely forget that you're pregnant like, I feel like I wish I could say this. Yeah, I know. That's probably really fucking annoying. No, it's about. not because it's like, it has gone so fast. And I feel oh, like. I'm sure with a toddler too. The second one and is so different. This pregnancy, like I actually, we should do this as a whole other episode. Like I shouldn't even tell all of this now, but like the entire pregnancy thus far has been absolutely just wild like the amount of things that have happened during this pregnancy like to our family to me personally like physically mentally like to Noah like it's just insane like I started this pregnancy with COVID (laughs) and then the stomach flu and then I was bleeding and I thought I lost this little fighter like that was all month one just the beginning (laughs) just the beginning (laughs) 
but I feel like all of that craziness and chaos means that he's going to be like, especially just knowing Noah's like general personality. I feel like this guy's going to be just like chill, chill as fuck. Like I've been talking to him. I have those vibes (laughs) where he's just going to be one of those babies that you just like take anywhere and he just like sits there and he's going to be so fucking cute. From your lips to God's ears because I don't have one of those babies right now. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it's total. And I think like the second one has to be that way because they, from day one, like he's going to have Noah just like in his face. And so I think they just like, I I genuinely think it's like a second kid syndrome kind of It's really interesting watching families with like with multiple kids and you just see like the second kid goes with the flow because they have to. And they didn't have the uptight parents like child number one got when we all have our raging postpartum anxiety, have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Like Sienna is so uptight (laughs) because of me, like 100%, 100%. It's just such, yeah. I mean, it's so like if you saw the nursery right now for this baby, like it's a disaster. By this point in my pregnancy with Noah, I had my hospital bag packed. <laughs> like, oh my goodness! Yeah, I was ready at any moment. Um, yeah. Now I'd be like, <laughs> like, honestly, but now you just like eh, throw like some jammies in and like a Perry bottle a phone and like charger. Call it a day. <laughs> like, yeah, like we'll be good. Like, that's the thing. Like, you're just not as stressed, especially when you know, know, like, everything that's already at the hospital and you can get, like, anything you need. And, like, so, yeah, it's just so, so different the second time around. It really is. Should we do an episode all about just, like, For sure. Right before you leave. Okay. Because then the weeks to come, we have a few chats, just you and me. So before your fourth trimester hits, we'll, uh we'll get like a, a pregnancy update from Jenna. That's exciting. Okay. Amazing. Well, I know that you might not have a, a what the actual fork pod um, moment of the day, but I have one for you. Share it. I found a new account. I just, you know what? I'll, let me rephrase this. There is another account on social media that is doing the exact same thing as all of the other ones that has just recently popped up or is just new to me in general. And I just want to bring attention to it that like there's a formula for like these wellness gurus. It's they mm-hmm. go to the grocery store, they talk shit on something, and then they give you an option that they are financially connected to 100% none of what they're saying has any truth to it so I was watching this guy last night he's somewhere he's not in the United States he's somewhere else and he was like shitting on um some cereal that's like the equivalent of our honey bunches of oats and he was just like talking about all the sugar in it blah 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 and then like linking his vitamins that he sells for kids. Okay. So I go on the website and like, there is not a third party certification to be found. So like in my brain, you're shitting on ingredients that you have no business doing and selling people something that they actually have no idea what's in. <laughs> like, So it just doesn't make any sense. It's super frustrating to me. Like I can't possibly, you know, spend any more energy on it, but I just want to put this out there as a reminder. There's been a lot of bullshit on social media lately. And it's just this big flag reminder that anybody can post whatever they want. Like anybody. And as long as they're, I feel like it was, maybe it was you, maybe it was Delina. Um, or maybe it was Clara. I feel like, (laughs) (laughs) but someone was posting about how like, and I, I forget who it was, but it was one of you three. We're talking about how like, anyone as long as they're like captivating and like talk a certain way and can go viral confident. and like and, and yeah it can sound like they're just like know what they're talking about and it's mm-hmm. like it's just the same goes with wild. you know not necessarily dietitians but like anybody in the healthcare industry I feel like if they wear nice clothes too like that and then there's like you and I and Lauren Cadillac right now in her pregnancy glory like made me laugh too it's like because the three of us it came up on my feed and it's just like no makeup early in the morning (laughs) this is what's happening right now you know but that kind of stuff goes less viral because uh, who knows why um but anyways that is just my disclaimer of the day that's how I feel in this moment (laughs) So I feel like this is maybe like a little bit out there of a thought, but I highly recommend pregnant mamas to add a Lumi starter pack to their baby registry. Now hear me out. Um, I have 
personally been using Lumi's starter pack for, I would say from second trimester on, I am currently nine months pregnant and I am telling you there is nothing that has made me smell better than Lumi products this entire pregnancy from the cream, which is their tube deodorant to the stick deodorant to the wipes that you can bring with you on the go and the mini body wash that comes inside this starter pack. It's literally game-changing. It personally smells so good and makes you smell so good and feel so good that I truly believe it is something that should be added to baby registries or the mama side of the registry or purchase maybe even for a new mom who needs a little self-care because you know what? It is a product that truly works. Um, I bring it with me everywhere. I have one deodorant in my purse and then obviously one in my bathroom. And I truly, this is me, Jenna, I truly, truly couldn't recommend it more. And I'm super excited that as a special offer for our listeners, new customers can get $5 off that starter pack with code FORK at LumiDeodorant.com. So that's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. That equates to over 40% of your starter pack when you visit LumiDeodorant.com and use code FORK. I don't know if I have necessarily like a traditional what the actual fork, but I do. I just made a TikTok. I haven't posted it yet. Like when I I didn't see it (laughs) when I was eating my bagel this morning, but I was think I I basically was just breaking down how I had a a menti B this week and Mm -hmm. was like, I just straight up was like crying on the floor. Like I just like slid. It was like a movie. Like I slid down the wall. You've had a lot going on this week. You're allowed. Like straight up was crying, but no, but it felt so good because I think for, for, you know, I'm not going to get into all of the details because all we do is talk about our sick children on this podcast. And, um, Sienna was super sick, two doctor's appointments into a hospital visit, told we were okay, then had to rush to the ER. She is stable right now, but it's just like, you're going through all of that so quickly. You're like barely breathing and you have to be strong because you're the parent, which like, that was a whole other thing. I was like, how am I like the parent in in this situation? (laughs) Like that was like a whole nother thing to explore. But when I was crying, I was just like, it was just releasing like the fear of like the uncontrollable. And obviously you want to take the pain away from your child and you can't. And it was so hard to see her struggle and all of those things. But there was a glimmer in my head of like, Mm. oh my God, I'm so fucking grateful that I am not a mother who subscribes to diet culture because I can only imagine it's like what we talk about all the time with clients where when everything is just out of control, there's just like a tornado spinning around you. All you want to do is control. So whether you're turning to restriction or like binging, getting lost in food or over exercising, right? Feeling like, oh, I need to run on the treadmill right now, or I need to shrink my body or whatever it is. Like, I can't imagine going through the last like four to six days thinking that I should be shrinking my body or thinking that I had to eat certain things. Like when I could literally barely put one foot in front of the other these last four days, like it's just And how insane. much mental so, energy that actually takes up. Yes. And like, then it's like, and for a lot of people, again, I think it just goes back to like, we've talked about how dieting becomes a coping mechanism. Cause it's like, I don't want to be mentally present and feel these feelings. Cause they're really fucking scary. And, strong. and yeah. And so I'll just diet instead, or I'll just get lost in food, but no, the crying felt great. I, I hadn't cried in a long time. So I just really like leaned into it. Um, put a sad Taylor Swift song on and just let it rip. Um, I felt a lot better, truly. And I, I think I texted you after that. I was like, I just I had cry a long every day. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, so that was like it's like a what the actual fork positive glimmer, I guess you could call it, of saying that. like so grateful for my relationship with food and body in this season of life because I cannot imagine being a mother to a toddler. And thinking that I needed to shrink my body on top of all of the other things that I feel like I air quotes need to do. When again, those are just other pressures that I probably need to unpack in therapy that are not (laughs) realistic either. Um, So yeah, 
that's where my head's at. That's so powerful. And thank you for sharing that. And you have had a rough week and I'm so sorry for all of that. Thank you you for your support, for your support. Cause I have so many friends that don't have kids yet that have texted me. And I was like, I was like, I need you to promise me in this moment right now that when your kids are sick in the future, if you ever have them, that you text me because you have to have people that have gone through it and you are my person. So I love you. you. And I unfortunately have been through uh, (laughs) the ER and the hospital experience. And like, that was all while I was pregnant. (laughs) Just just Noah busting his lip open. No big deal. Swallowing something he shouldn't have swallowed, all of those things. And it's awful. And I think what you said, that's so relatable that we, we definitely need to unpack this more, but like, when you become the parent and you have to like hold it together for someone else, like that's a pressure that is like not talked about enough. And it's a yes. beautiful honor, of course, but like it's really hard. And like then allowing yourself to like release the emotions too. Cause like, let's be honest, you're also holding it together for your, your partner, right? Because yeah. like they're, you know, crumbling in their own way, but like your mom and like your, <laughs> the rock, right? Um, it's, it's tough. It's really, really tough, but I'm proud of you. Thank <laughs> and you. And I will always be here for you to talk about that kind of BS that's going on. I promise. Yes. Mom culture on top of diet culture. Yeah. But so what a beautiful bridge because today's episode, if you want to feel calm I and think, you want ooh, some, you did that really well. You want some ASMR from <laughs> our, even though she doesn't do ASMR, she's going to she be listening will. to this. Like, okay. what the fuck? <laughs> um, so let's introduce our amazing guest, Kimmy Singh, who it is her second time on the podcast. So I'll start us off and then Jenna, you bring it home. Hi. Kimmy Singh is a self-proclaimed fat registered dietitian based in New York City. She's the owner of Body Honor Nutrition, a nutrition private practice that supports individuals to heal their relationships with food and body. Kimmy supports her clients with fat positive and anti-oppressive framework and has a special passion for working with people that have polycystic ovarian syndrome. Kimmy is also a sought-after speaker and has presented at several national conferences. She presents on the effects of anti-fat stigma in healthcare and nutrition, and Kimmy is a believer in kindness, compassion, and the power of advocacy. You can learn more about Kimmy at www.bodyhonornutrition.com. And in today's topic or today's podcast episode today, we talk about two really huge topics. We talk about nuance with nutrition care and body autonomy with clients. When a client comes to the practitioner and states that they still desire weight loss, um, how do you as a weight neutral provider support that client? And Kimmy explained, I took notes. So that should be all you need to hear. <laughs> yeah. And I think not only is it helpful for the providers, but for people searching for that care too, right? Because I think some people with the way that social media is right now, people can feel guilt for still wanting to lose weight, but also wanting to heal their relationship with food. So finding the gray area in that Kimmy does an amazing job. Finding the nuance. Yeah. So let's, (laughs) let's just get into it. Here is Kimmy Singh. We are so excited today to have Kimmy Singh here with us for her second time on the podcast. Kimmy, thank you so much for being here today. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. I am so excited. I've been excited because I feel like our last interview was so much fun. Uh, it's such a blur right now, but I just remember like a couple of my interviews in hindsight stand out. And I remember this one being one of the funnest, if I'm being totally honest. Ooh, <laughs> that makes me so happy. I do now, remember coming off of our interview, like giggling a lot. I mean, yeah. like that was super fun. Were we drunk dietitians or what the actual pork no, pie? We were, I think we were what the actual pork <laughs> Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
So then maybe this next question is something familiar to you already, but I'm sure the response will be different. You did just say you're taking some time off social, which I'm super jealous of and empowered by, inspired by, I should say. But in real life, outside of social media world, has there anything that's happened recently, you know, outside, inside, whatever it is, <laughs> that has literally stopped you in your tracks and had you say what the actual fork is going on, oh whether it pertains gosh. to diet culture or not. Because <laughs> recently we had somebody answer it from just like a personal life standpoint, and that was really good too. So take oh it where gosh. you want it. <laughs> so many things. I feel like half of my life is moments like that. So um, let me see. Oh gosh, hold on. Give me a second. Um, I think something that comes to mind is, oh, yes, I know. Honestly, a big one, and I'm so frustrated, is um, through work, like collaborating with therapists that really don't get this and that are really totally unaware and causing harm. And it's, yeah, it's just kind of been an experience lately in a collaboration where I think it's been the all-time worst therapist I've ever collaborated with. and it just, it blows my mind. Like it blows my mind that people are practicing in that way. And I know we talk about it all the time, how providers just don't know, but yeah, it's just so hard. It's so hard, especially when it's something that's still personal. Like, you know, how harmful it is and you, it's a professional relationship and you need, you know, you're being direct with them about it. It's such a complex situation. And I think that's where like that personal and professional overlap Oof, it's a doozy. That is such a a strong one. And I love how you're kind of opening like Pandora's box here of kind of letting people see what it can be like to be a provider and to be a practitioner in this weight neutral space. Yeah. And oh, that like, as you were saying that, I was just thinking of conversations that I've had with therapists. And it's so hard because you want your clients to also be working with therapists because we know mm -hmm. therapy is amazing and super helpful. But yeah. those therapists are human too. And if they haven't done the work, they're just kind of spewing their fat phobia and weight stigma mm -hmm. all over the care. And, um, oh, that's such a yeah. good one. And it, you know, it's hard because I feel like we as dietitians that know better, we're also really protective over our clients. Yes. And I feel like it's a really tough situation. And I, I've had to have conversations with clients where I'm just like, okay, I think as a team, me and your therapist are really not aligned here. Mm -hmm. And then there are times where it can feel a bit more gray. And so like, if you're someone that's listening and you're like, oh, I wonder like what my therapist is like when I'm not there. And yeah, like, I feel like listen to your gut about it and yeah, check in with what feels right for you. Cause I think sometimes people have that instinct, but don't know how to handle it. And they're like, Oh, it's a provider. They know best. And it's not that simple. Mm. Yeah. Like I, I would love to hear examples, but we'll have to put a trigger warning on this. But I remember having clients saying mm. they, they were meeting with a therapist and, you know, as a coping mechanism, the therapist is just saying like, well, have you tried like just, only eating fruits and vegetables for a day or something like how is that a coping mechanism like right. on what yeah. planet do you live oh my gosh yes and I feel like this is one oh my gosh one that comes to mind oh, there's just so many <laughs> it's like such an eye roll to think about um but one that comes to mind is a client that was told to replace dessert with fruit and I think it's such a funny thing because I, I talk about this all the time. I've had other conversations about how like fruit is discussed as this revolutionary thing of like, <laughs> oh my gosh, do you know fruit is like dessert? <laughs> it's like, it's like, seriously, people talk about it. Like it's like the invention of sliced bread where it's such a funny situation. But I think I'm just remembering this time. I think a client was told they were struggling with binge eating. And they were told, have you ever tried binging on carrots instead? And it's just one of those moments, <laughs> like when you hear things like that, you're like, what the, 
actual fork. (laughs) (laughs) Zing! (laughs) You know, what makes this even more challenging and like frustrating in my mind is how many clients that I have worked with that are like, I can't afford both nutrition and my therapist. And like, you know, right now I want to focus on therapy. And I think that's amazing. Like I would never tell a client what to do versus what not to do as far as like their best mental health care. But like, then you hear that they're going to a therapist that's saying things like that. And it's like, okay, like what is happening here and how can we fix this? It's so frustrating. Yeah. And it's like so confusing, right? For clients when they're hearing mixed messages. Yeah. That is a perfect bridge into our, our conversation that we want to have with you today, because That's, you know, we've had people on the pod, Evelyn Triboli is one that sticks out to me where she's like, if you want to be confused about nutrition or intuitive eating or anything, just look up hashtag intuitive eating on, you know, on social media and you're going to get so many wacky things out there. So we know that there's just so much nuance to nutrition care. So how do you approach nutrition care with your clients. If you had to explain, you know, to our listeners how when you're working with someone and how you approach nutrition, what does that look like in your practice? Yeah. So I feel like for me, it's something that I try to keep very trauma-informed, very patient-centered, definitely very compassionate and curious. And I try really hard to help clients Um, sit with the discomfort that can show up in session. So that can mean that sometimes we are going really deep. It can mean that sometimes we're talking about things and like finding connections that people haven't realized related to their relationship with food and other parts of their life. And I think like if I had to add in another word that comes to mind is nuance, nuance, nuance. Like we're going there, we're finding the gray, the ambiguity, And something that's even been coming up in sessions lately is how like sometimes it can be really frustrating to explore this area of gray when we're used to a diet telling us this very clear cut, like, oh, you just look at the scale and you measure your worth in this way. And when people are kind of starting this work, it can be tough to go deep. And I also find that it's something that helps people really connect to themselves and can bring in a lot of like inspiration and hope into this future that they can see for themselves that they haven't been able to see before because they were so fixated on their future self being thin or like looking a certain way. Has anyone ever told you that your voice is like a warm hug? Oh my gosh. Thank you. I feel like maybe we said that on the last episode. Probably. We're going to go listen. I do get told that sometimes. And every time I'm just like, are you sure? It's so common. therapy. I feel like. (laughs) It's so soothing. You need to do like ASMR and like some of that stuff. (laughs) But I think that this brings up such a great point as I was hearing every word you're saying, but like really just going into a trance listening (laughs) Um, but my nutrition style is I hypnotize my clients with my voice yeah you really do let's go deeper but I think that you know what you bring up when you say this is such an amazing like gateway into this conversation is that how do I even put this in like the right terms, but it's truly nutrition when it comes down to like the healing process is really not about the food that we're eating. It's about like the thought process behind, you know, the choices that we're making. And I feel like the way that you just said that about like going deeper with your clients, like this is what I find is what turns people off of my approach sometimes to nutrition because I'm like, we're gonna talk about your feelings. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, like it's not about the surface food. level. Like it just might not be a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's it can be really scary. And I think it's also like why it's important to have a good collaborator and a therapist that is really trauma informed and really knowledgeable about the work we're doing. What mm-hmm. and just hearing how you described you know, your practice and what nutrition care looks like at Body Honor Nutrition. And it's, it's so beautifully said. And I think back, I'm like cringing and trying not to laugh at myself and you, Jenna, because I know a lot about you, but of like (laughs) us as younger dietitians and like how we approached nutrition. And 
again, like hearing what you just said to us, none of that was taught to me mm-hmm. in school, like period. And that was what mm-hmm. our part one was about. I know off air, you're like, what do we talk about? You <laughs> helped, uh, our, I remember part one, you were really helping students that are like, that are knowledgeable of intuitive eating and health at every size and weight neutral care. How do they get through, you know, mm-hmm. nutrition school and, and beyond and in such a weight <laughs> centric world. <laughs> world, right? Yes. So, but it's just, it's so beautiful. So has your journey, I know people can go back and listen to part one, but how long has it taken you to get so comfortable speaking the way that you're doing and creating this space? Like, did you feel like you entered the nutrition world serving clients like you do today? Or mm-hmm. what has your journey looked like? Yeah, well, my own personal recovery and healing started like years before I started school to become a dietitian. So I think that really informed my philosophy when starting school, right? Like I knew that I wasn't going to be learning things from the same framework that I wanted to practice. And I think that helped keep a really solid filter on. At times it was exhausting, right? I think I talked about that last time. It was really tough knowing what, knowing kind of like the things that are harmful that are being taught. And I think it also really helped me not get too boggled down by those harmful messages. Um, I think it also allowed me to seek out mentorship when I was a student and learn from dietitians that practice in the way that I wanted to practice. So I think it sort of helped that informal education start throughout my training. And yeah, like since becoming a dietitian, when was it? In 2019, four years ago, I've just, I've also had really good supervisors trying to learn about, you know, from folks that are um, also therapists or other providers. And I think it speaks to how, like, I do feel like I learned a lot before I took the SAT for the RD exam and it wasn't from the classroom, right? Like there were things I learned for the exam from the classroom, but that, yeah, that's not really what's showing up in my day-to-day right now. I literally say this constantly, but if I had to take the exam again today, I would probably not be a dietitian. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me I need to submit my CEUs because I, mean, I do not want to have to take that exam again. <laughs> exactly. So this is Jenna here, and I am officially nine months pregnant, which is wild. And I was actually scrolling back on my TikTok feed last night and saw a post that I made about what I was packing my hospital bag with when I was like this exact week pregnant with my first child. And whereas I have not packed my hospital bag yet, that was a really good reminder that it is time to do so, or at least to start thinking about it. And the only thing that I know for sure, like without a shred of doubt in my mind that is going to be in that hospital bag is my cozy earth joggers and the matching incredibly soft, beautiful, buttery t-shirt that goes with it. Um, Whether that's going to be the outfit that I live in while I'm in the hospital with the baby or what I go home in or both, I'm not sure. But let me tell you, the joggers are currently the thing I am living in and they will absolutely be coming with me to the hospital. TBD if I also pack my sheet and just, you know, put it over that hospital bed for a night or two. But if that doesn't convince you to try it for yourself, I don't know what will, but you definitely, definitely need to give Cozy Earth a try if you haven't. And if you haven't, I am so excited to tell you that Cozy Earth has provided an exclusive offer for our listeners with 35% off site-wide when you use code FORK. So grab yourself or somebody that you love a pair of those joggers and the matching t-shirt and let me know how they make you feel. You brought up the word nuance before, and I pulled up the dictionary definition, the Oxford Dictionary, just to like put it out there as the word nuance is a means a subtle difference in our shade or meaning expression or sound, which I don't think it actually like gives enough nuance to what the definition really is. But I think that the importance of the discussion of nuance in nutrition is so, so big because on social media today, you see people very sternly saying, eat this, not that, do this for your health. Everybody should do this and making these like wild claims about health in general without considering 
any nuance at all Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, for human beings out there. So can you expand on, you know, what you see as the nuance in the nutrition field or nutrition care right now? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Well, I mean, a big thing is like first, I, I think social media can be hard because it doesn't allow those deeper conversations. People make assumptions and yeah, there's a lot there. But aside from all that, I think there's a lot of confusion when people are learning from social media and they they feel like they're getting different messages about what this work is. When in reality, like I said, when I was describing my practice, it's very patient-centered, very individualized. And there are lots of things that I do with clients that I would never talk about on social media, not because I'm hiding it, but just because people are at such different stages at different parts of their lives and they're healing with food. And there might be some things that really just aren't appropriate for where they are earlier on and and whatnot. So I think keeping in mind that you're only getting so much education from social media And if that's building your entire nutrition philosophy, you might feel like you're missing something. You might feel a lot of confusion in that. And I think that's where like checking in with yourself, going back to that gut feeling of like, if something feels off, then it probably is. That makes so much sense. And I love that. And I've never heard someone say that before, but I loved how you talked about there's things that you'll talk about in session with clients that you're not going to share online. And I had a session yesterday with a client that he's like, if I told people what I talk about with my dietitian, they'd be like, what? And and him, (laughs) him and I have worked together for three years. And I don't think we've talked about food for the last like Mm. year and a half, because it takes, you know, once you remove that morality with food and make peace with food and Mm -hmm. all of these things, it just unlocks so many other avenues to explore and increase life satisfaction in different ways. Um, Mm. so I feel like on social, which you're like, I love how you're like, well, I'm not really on social. And Jen and I are like, shit, we need to, we need to do what Kimmy's doing. (laughs) I feel like Um, I need to do what you two are doing. No, no, don't (laughs) run, run. We have mental breakdowns. Our mental health is suffering. (laughs) We like openly talk about it on every podcast and people are probably so sick of it by now. Oh, They're like, make a change people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, oh, you're struggling. Stop. Um, so anyways, we'll, we'll unpack that with a therapist later, but what I was going to say is just like, there are definitely, right. There's the weight centric camp mm-hmm. and then there's the weight neutral camp. And there's a lot of nuance in those camps. We're just going to say nuance, see how many times we can say nuance today. Um, but if someone is so deeply, deeply wanting weight neutral care, right. They want to make peace with food. And they absolutely want to intentionally lose weight and they come to you. How do you approach those conversations and and how does that change your, your care with them or just, or how do those conversations go? Yeah. I'm so glad you asked that question because I find that it is really common that people reach out and they're like, Hey, I have a dieting history. I have an eating disorder history. I don't want to like hardcore pursue weight loss. And I'm also really concerned for X, Y, and Z reasons. And my response isn't to shut them down or isn't to say, hey, this isn't aligned. I think you need to find a weight-centric dietitian. Like my response is more so along the lines of like, I wonder if we can talk more about this and really dive deeper in what's going on. And I want to make sure that you feel autonomy to decide what you want to do with your body. And I also want to offer some information around weight loss that you might not be getting from other healthcare providers. So I think there are two parts of it. I would say it's very much twofold. One is keeping a lot of curiosity in that conversation, noticing as a clinician, if you're feeling that judgment come up, if you're feeling some frustration come up. That's something to like put in your pocket, take it to supervision. Or if it's really coming up, you can say like, oh, I'm feeling a little bit protective over you right now, or I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little surprised to hear this. And that's some of my own stuff. Let's talk more about this. And then, um, so yeah, outside of that curiosity piece, there's also like the informed consent. So telling them like, you can decide to do this, but I also want to name that like, I don't have a way that is ethical that I can support you around it, right? Like I don't have a diet to say this is going to help you. And I also will say there's a lot of research showing that 
if that's what you're pursuing, most diets might take you in the opposite direction and really letting them decide from there. I've had lots of folks come to me for this reason and ultimately decide not to pursue weight loss. And it wasn't because they decided that the weight inclusive perspective is the best perspective. They just really, we were able to dive deeper and and see what's going on. So I've had folks that were denied medical procedures and we were able to find providers that would support them or um, so like navigate ways for insurance to actually cover them at the weight that they're at. We've talked about weight stigma, other things that are showing up, um, really getting to the core of what they're looking for when they're looking for weight loss. But I don't think we would have really been able to go there if we weren't going at it in a curious way. And I think that's where sometimes like younger, or I don't even know younger, but like newer clinicians can be a little bit like feel a little bit stuck in how to navigate that. And it can come off as a really binary response that can really be off-putting or can make clients feel very alone in this. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. You are. I, I'm, I want to record this and like play it for myself often. <laughs> like, Good news, that, Jenna. Like, we're recording. We are recording, right? <laughs> like, like that. I was taking notes. I think every, the way that you just described all of that is like so beautiful and perfect and it makes so much sense the way that you even just said, I would love to discuss with you as the client, like some information about pursuing weight loss that you may not have heard before, because how many clients have actually heard of what weight cycling, the implications of weight cycling, like mm-hmm. none that I've ever worked with, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Because no it's one's so really true. talking about that. And I think the reason for that is maybe where, and I'll take full, you know, what's the right word? just expose myself fully. Like I was one of those younger dietitians seven, eight, nine years ago, you know, who was, it wasn't until our podcast that I like pushed myself over the fence on the proper side of it, which was only like four years ago at this point. So for many years of my career, it was this like, yeah, you know, behavior change, this and that, and you can still do X, Y, and Z. And it can be confusing. It it can feel like we have this power to help the client do both. Mm -hmm. But reality is where does that leave that client? And I think Sammy, you've said this best with your own personal story of nutrition. It's like when you realize that like clients were coming back to work with you for the same things, it's like, well, did I actually help them. Right. And that could be like that aha moment. I don't want to steal your story, Sam, if you want to tell it better. Um, I'm like, I need to know this story. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, is it that great of a story? Just When I talk about my transition from, I call it being like a diet culture dietitian to a, a weight neutral dietitian, a big light bulb moment for me was when if and when clients could overcome the shame that they were feeling that they had to call me again and say, Hey, Mm -hmm. I need a reset. I gained the weight back or, you know, I need you to fix me up. And it's like, what? Like that makes no sense that what, you know, like we shouldn't need to be coming back and you could just feel the shame in the room, right, right. Of them. And so that was a big part of it, but I've seen Jenna, you were saying, you know, yourself as a younger dietitian, and I've actually seen there was two videos, I'm not going to name names, of some really, really big accounts of dietitians who are starting to, they were very like traditional dietetics 
on social for a while. And now they're starting to talk about stop restricting. You know, they're, they're not saying they're anti-diet, but they're, they're moving away from restriction. They're like, start adding and stop restricting, but then they'll have videos about air quotes, healthy weight loss. So I'm like, whoa, 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 red flags. And this is where I just think it's, when we go back to the word nuance, it's just so confusing for people that are searching for care because it's like they don't even know which way to look. And mm-hmm. so do you do any type of supervision for dietitians or or when yeah. I know you're not on social, but are there ever dietitians that you're helping when you see these things that it's like, how can we help them see the harm? Cause we used to be the ones causing the harm and now it's so evident when you see it. Right. Yeah. I do offer supervision. I love, love supervision. Um, receiving and offering. And I also, I'm just thinking, um, and and if those dietitians were listening, like I would kind of tell them that although you might not realize it, it's really confusing for people when you're telling them that they can eat with permission, but you're still kind of whispering, but weight loss, like weight loss is still there, but don't focus on it. And I, that's something like I had a dietitian like that a long time ago when I really started my recovery and it was very confusing for me. And I felt like, like, wait, I'm not supposed to think about it, but I also am supposed to still focus on it in a different way. And it really can um, make it hard for people to listen to their bodies. So yeah, definitely not the vibe. Can we go over in this episode what the implications of weight cycling are just to inform yeah. our audience if they have never heard that term before? Because again, I've given presentations to like big corporations before. I'm like, has anybody heard of weight cycling? And they're like, I'm like <laughs> yo-yo dieting. And everybody's like, but I'm like, do you know what, like this could lead to, and nobody ever knows anything except for possibly a change in their body size. Mm, Yes. Okay. So for anyone listening, um, when you think of weight cycling, think of how like with dieting, you're going to lose some weight. We know that for sure. Most people will lose weight and they'll also regain that weight back. Oftentimes they'll gain a bit more back and then they'll go on a diet again. They'll go down and that weight will go up and down. And so we know that it actually causes great strain on the body to have your weight fluctuate in that way. And your body is kind of, um, I'm forgetting the word, but kind of like reestablishing itself to get used to being at those different weights. And when it does that, it has an effect on blood pressure, um, blood sugar regulation. So it puts you at an increased risk of cardiovascular disease, type two diabetes, hypertension, um, what else is, it also kind of has an effect on metabolism overall. And we know that it also really affects your relationship with food and it can make it so you feel really out of control around food, or you feel like you're in this constant last supper of like, okay, this is the last meal and tomorrow is going to be amazing when I get my shit together tomorrow. And it's really this cycle for a lot of folks where they feel like, if they're putting these really high restrictions on tomorrow, then in that moment, they feel really out of control. And that's kind of why they feel like they need to even get their shit together in some way, because in that moment, they feel like it's the last chance. It's tapping into this evolutionary response where you're like, oh my God, famine's coming. It's time to feast. And it's a really confusing cycle. So it is physical body and mental emotional, spiritual, all of the health facets that are impacted by weight cycling. Thank you for explaining that. Oh my gosh, of course. Yeah. And I, this is something that I wish people were taught, right? Like, so um, when people are saying they want to lose weight, I'm like, okay, listen, I understand that's what's going on. And that is going to increase your risk for these things. And I want to make sure that you're informed about that process. Yes. Yes. So good. And I feel like when people are saying, and not, I don't want to stereotype and say everybody, but Mm -hmm. I love how you said like curiosity is a word you use because when someone comes to you saying, I want to lose weight, if we approach it in that childlike, just keep asking why, right? Mm -hmm. Why? Why? Oh, is it to love yourself? Okay. Well, we know a smaller body doesn't mean we're going to love ourselves. Oh, is it because you want to better your health? 
oh, well, we know that weight cycling doesn't lead to better health outcomes. So just continuously asking why, removing the shame and guilt from that conversation. Um, Everything you said was just so beautiful and so needed to be heard. So Kimmy, for people listening, if they're, if you're like, okay, they're going to forget everything that I just said, but I want (laughs) them to remember one thing. Like, what do you want our listeners to walk away from this episode remembering? Mm. Oh my gosh. One thing that's so hard. Just kidding. Just kidding. So I, I would say, um, if if this work is feel, you're feeling really stuck and you're feeling it's never going to change, I think holding on to hope that it can and it will change is really important. And for different people, different paths come up. It might mean that your needs, like there's something missing in your team. There's a conversation that needs to be had. I'm also thinking of like how today we talked a lot about the nuance of wanting to pursue weight loss. And when there is a client who's fat and then there's a provider who's thin, asking that why, right? Like sometimes the client doesn't even know if the provider really gets it and doesn't know how to name like, Hey, actually, I don't know if you're going to understand my why. And so like all of those little things that might be coming up where it feels like there's a block in your work, don't ignore that. Like bring it up, bring it to that provider. It shouldn't be on you. And also I, if it's a good provider, they're going to be receptive. It should open the space to be able to work through it, um, to really do some deeper work. But that's definitely something to talk about. Yes. And if someone doesn't feel safe with their provider and they're like, I want to work with Kimmy now, where can they find you? Oh and gosh, that's a great way all, to ask. I'm I just so flattered. Because <laughs> I'm sure if people have gotten to this point in the interview, they're like, I need to talk to Kimmy. So where can they find you? Where's the best place for them to go? Oh my gosh, so flattering. Um, yeah, you can find me at bodyhonornutrition.com. On Instagram, I am Body Honor Nutrition. My posting is sporadic, but when I do post, I try to make it fun. So come check it out. And yeah, I think that's like the highlights. And check out her next business venture of ASMR for mental healing. (laughs) (laughs) Let me open the intuitive eating book and like tap my hands on it. You have heard it here first. Yes. I wonder what the SEO is for that. That would go viral for sure. Oh my gosh. Even just like recordings of like you saying like a mantra of the day. I feel like just in your voice, I would be like, okay, take a deep breath, Jenna. Oh my gosh. That is so flattering. Anytime I tell my husband this, like he's, he always cracks up. (laughs) Just like so your voice, true. okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, Kimmy, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of What the Actual Fork Pod. We know there are a lot of pods out there, and we are so grateful that you are here listening with us. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to subscribe, like, share with all of your friends and faves, and don't forget to rate and review and let us know what you want to hear more of. The more we hear from you, the more that we can make these episodes exactly what you want. We would also love to connect with you on Instagram at whattheactualforkpod. We promise to continue to bring you the hottest topics, greatest guests, and the most fun you can possibly have fighting diet culture bullshit. We love you, we appreciate you, and we will see you next week for more fun.